Hello everyone and welcome to Nice to Meet You. This is your host Simone and this is a podcast of conversations with friends and strangers where we talk about life and lessons learned along the way. Today we have with us Alex and Alex if you could introduce yourself and tell everybody else how we met. Yes, hello. Um, I am Alex Wash. My parents probably would want me to say Alexandria but (laughs) most people know me as Alex and um, I met Simone, I met you I guess. I don't maybe four or five years ago yeah through your brother yeah. yeah I feel like we met before but like that was like it was very like in passing yeah but yeah, yeah. I think yeah. yeah I think we've met probably because we you guys were in a play together yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. so yeah. yeah we met a long time ago <laughs> so where are you from I am from southeast DC yeah born and raised my family's been here for as far as I know, generations and generations. How does it feel to like see it changing? I guess slower than the rest of DC, but just changing um, in general. I hate to say that I'm getting used to it or that I'm accepting it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first moved back from college in 2014, it was like devastating. I came home and everything was so different and I yeah. really felt like I didn't have a place here anymore or felt like I was getting denied so many jobs and there were so many other people getting positions that were just moving here from California and Ohio, all these places. And it was just like, okay, where do I fit? Because DC is not what it was for for my parents. And they don't really know how to guide me through this transition. So it was tough. But now I just kind of recognize that the city always changes. And I had a conversation with my my great-grandmother recently, and she's in her 90s, and she was telling me that when she moved onto her block on Capitol Hill Mm -hmm. back in the 50s, she was the first black person on that block. And my grandparents also. And the whole block turned black, like, as soon as she left. Like, white people just you know, ran out. And so it's just a cycle. Neighborhoods go from black to white, whatever, um, constantly. So... I'm accepting it, and I would really like all the new um, stores restaurants. and restaurants yeah. and just just services that we have now that we wouldn't have had before gentrification. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 hard. I, I want the culture of DC to stay, but um, don't mute yeah, DC. Yeah, don't mute DC, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I think we all have to learn how to accept change mm-hmm. in all aspects of life. What's the I guess. Besides the don't mute DC, what's the one thing you're not willing to compromise about DC? I'm probably not willing to compromise um, some of the Chinese carryouts. <laughs> they're really, really disappearing. But yeah. being able to get a spring roll or some fries with some mumbo sauce, mm-hmm. like in your neighborhood, or just it's just a nostalgia there. It was just a I don't know. I really I don't want that to, that to leave DC. And also, of course the music, the culture of DC, some of the art. DC has some really beautiful Mm -hmm. murals um, that are being torn down with some of the buildings that are being redeveloped. So it's just like, what about the art? Yeah. I'm surprised that they're not like historic buildings. I guess maybe they're not old enough or something. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of buildings. Should be some protection on them. Yeah. So that, um, and if I could take, like I remember my grandmother's relatives telling me they used to pay like 30 to three hundred dollars for rent from anywhere from like (laughs) living in adams morgan my Mm -hmm. aunt was paying like 400 a month for rent on adams on the main street yeah back in the 90s 80s like like really changed i remember like being a child and going to her house and not like and it was right in adams morgan Mm -hmm. and it was just and it was still a busy area then but now that's like impossible you can't even probably get a parking space for (laughs) you might be able to get a closet like that's about it (laughs) 
<laughs> so what do you find interesting? Uh, I'm really interested in plants, um, food, but like plant-based food. I'm mm-hmm. really, really interested in um, cooking and the different styles of cooking, the flavors of food, just the flavors of the world. I absolutely love mm-hmm. food. I know we can relate on that. Yeah, yeah, I love to cook. <laughs> love to cook, love to try new um herbs and just the ways it's so just I'm, I'm fascinated with food around the world although I haven't traveled much how did you get into cooking um honestly it started when I was a child that was just mm-hmm. a way that I would really bond um with my parents and my grandmother and um, my grandmother had these two windows in her kitchen kind of similar to you and those windows were like my camera um, so I would have my own cooking show when yeah. I was like, and it would annoy my mom sometimes because it's like Thanksgiving dinner, we're rushing to make the food, and I'm like, so here are our eggs, we're going to put two in. Oh my God, you're like bringing back childhood memories of me, like do doing this all Right? So that happened, and then in high school, I was able to be in a, um, an after-school program where I really learned how to cook, like mm-hmm. some really intricate foods in a really professional kitchen. Um and then I kind of went to college and lost it, got out of college and um, was going through a lot of changes in my family. My parents were divorcing and I just needed a, an outlet and mm-hmm. I just kind of started cooking again and it felt really good. And so yeah. I kind of just reawoke that that yeah. interest and that passion. Yeah, I didn't cook for a while before like I moved in here. I guess I was like prepping to move. So it was like I was just like so focused on that. that I was just like, oh, yeah, let me just eat out. And then like yeah. the first meal that I made here, I was just like. I really miss this. This like, is great, right? Yeah. yeah. And I just got my first apartment too. Like mm-hmm. so around that time. Yeah. Like I got my first apartment and it was just like, this feels good. Mm-hmm. Like one, because I can't afford to eat out as much anymore. <laughs> but yeah. two also it's just it honestly when you start cooking, I feel like you can make food that's just as good as restaurants mm-hmm. or even better. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. And it's just a patient process. It's just like a very therapeutic process to put on some music you like and just go through the motions of chopping. And it's really a a form of stress relief. The one thing I like about cooking is that unlike baking, it's not exact. So it's like you can like, you know, like change things and switch things out and everything. And like you can still make something very beautiful. But like baking, I can't do that because like there's no substitutions. There's no substitutions. You you put too much of something in, it's. A huge different thing. Too too little, it's flat. Your cake is like a pancake. So there's just I'm I'm starting to get into baking, but of course Mm -hmm. it's like with a fine tooth comb and a microscope on like what the measurements are on the recipe because there's no way to do it without uh, solid instructions. Mm -hmm. But it's also that's also a a process too, like learning how to follow directions. Really, yeah. Cooking is a really (laughs) good way to do. you bought those groceries if you waste that if you mess up you're gonna waste your money waste that trip to the store (laughs) so what is something that you want to try that you haven't yet Hmm. as far as like also cooking but also like a meal that you want to try something I want to try but I haven't yet it's a good question I so we just got back from Jamaica and Jamaica has um, fruits and vegetables that don't exist anywhere else mm-hmm. in the world. Um, so I really, really would love to go back. Wait, there. in the world? Yeah. Wow, like they have cool. something called breadfruit and we didn't have it the first time we went. Um, 
But the second time we went, we had it. And it's breath. There's no seed. It's literally just like it just grows out of the tree. There's no way for you to take it and plant it somewhere else. It's just is it like a fungus, one, one like almost like a mushroom type thing? It looks kind of like a a bumpy coconut. Uh-huh. Um, and the texture of it is kind of like. A lot of people say it's like bread. I think it's kind of more like a potato, um, but you can fry it or steam it. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just really, really cool. So I don't know. I just want to kind of try working with some exotic fruits mm-hmm. cooking wise. Um, otherwise, I really, I guess something I really, really want to do is, um, I don't know, travel to another continent. I haven't done that. I've been to Jamaica. Yeah. But at my age, I feel like, wow, I haven't really been anywhere, mm-hmm. so... You got time. Simple things, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also feel like I want to be able to go, and I want to be able to eat everywhere. I want. I don't want to be on, like, a, a dollar menu budget, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to be able to really enjoy, like, the, the richness of the mm-hmm. culture. I feel like, depending on the country, that might be tough, because, like, a lot of, like, European countries, they like to, like, eat meat with a lot of their food. Exactly, so... so. <laughs> Like, I think in France, it's like, it's not a meal if it doesn't have meat, like... Okay, I'm th- I would think bread, but I can see that oh. too. <laughs> yeah. Or cheese, so yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't know. I, I always say that if I... I've been vegan now for, for going on five years, and um, I always say that if I get to move somewhere where there's, like, similar to Jamaica, where the fish is picked fresh every day uh, yeah. from clean, clear water... The animals are, you know, taken natural, down. Not, like yeah. actual, like natural yeah. habitats. Yeah, and, and, and habitats where they don't know that they're about to be slaughtered. Yeah. You know, they're just out roaming until it's time for them to be a meal. And <laughs> 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 then maybe I would be, you know, I'd rather eat food. But the American food here that yeah. I was eating, especially in college in New York, did not do my body right. So, oh, wow. yeah. So what changes have you noticed, like going vegan yeah so my um allergies like completely almost went away I want to say that they really went away but this is my first time this this season Mm -hmm. is my first season in four years so I've had allergies and symptoms like maybe two weeks ago I was like sneezing my nose was running I don't know what's in the air but it's not normal and when we went to Jamaica literally before the flight there I was sneezing a little bit get there I didn't sneeze once I didn't have to blow my nose at all um but Side, that's this is the time, bar, but, but yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, this is like the time for like um, allergies and everything. So it's like any hack that I can get. But I don't know yeah. if I can go vegan. Yeah, so <laughs> it's really when I tell you up up until I went vegan, my whole life, my childhood, and everything during allergy season, I would go through like a box of tissue every mm-hmm. day, like get so inflamed, my sinuses and everything. And after going vegan, like I really, my allergies totally cleared up, and I think it has a lot to do with um, the fact that meats and um, dairy, especially dairy, like mm-hmm. acidic things kind of create mucus in the body and, um, the, the, your mucus allows your body to hold on to things that it just oh, shouldn't, your body can't detox the way it should. Yeah. So, um, Dr. Sebi, who I'm sure you, you've heard of, yeah. he was big on the fact that mucus is the root of all disease. That was one of the things okay. that he really, um, stood by and, I don't know, from certain experiences, I noticed that, like, I haven't really had a cold like I used to. I haven't been, like, sick mm-hmm. to the point where I really have to take off work. Um, 
my skin got clear. Of course, I lost um, some of the stubborn weight yeah. that wasn't coming off through exercise. You know what? I might just need to go vegan Seriously. for the summer. <laughs> I, or honestly, if you don't even just go vegan. So when I went vegetarian first, and mm-hmm. I noticed slight weight changing my weight. Um, and then about six months in, I was like, let me just go vegan. Let me just cut yeah. out the dairy. Like, I dropped like 15 to 20 pounds. Yeah. Like, I'm really considering this now. Yeah. I, like, they have um, you know, like, the weekday vegetarians. Like, that seems like kind of a yeah. good idea. Yeah. And I took it slowly. I didn't just, like, get up and go vegan. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, all right, let me cut this out, like, slowly. Just And if I felt like I really, like, needed meat, I would just eat it. I don't yeah. think you should just enjoy yourself. Yeah. And if I'm, I'm able to really fully love just a plant-based diet now. Some of the best meals I've ever had are plant-based. So what is the best meal you've had? Hmm, that is a hard question. So literally just on Tuesday, I had like this lentil stew with this um, like cabbage salad that had this fresh uh, dressing made mm-hmm. just from vegetables. I mean, just from fruit, sorry. It was like a dressing made just from mangoes and oranges. And I was like, that's it? But it was so good. Yeah. And so just last night, I made a dressing from oranges and limes. Just made a salad and just oh, squeezed yeah. fresh oranges yeah. and lime on it. So good. Um... So that's really good. And then Philly, I've had like a thousand. They have so many great vegan restaurants there. They have really good vegan. um, Gosh, what's one of the better meals I've had there? Surprisingly, the best cheesesteak I've ever had is right here in D.C. at this place called Sinbad in Northeast. But I've had some really great um, burgers, great everything. Like one of the best meatloafs I've had was actually a meatloaf that I made from beets and mushrooms wow. and oats. Like, yeah. You'd be surprised how many things have the same flavor as, as meat. Because essentially it's the seasonings that meat get their flavor from the yeah. seasonings. Um, so And seasonings are usually 99% of the time made from straight vegetables. So it's just like, okay, you like vegetables if you like chicken. <laughs> like, you like the flavor of pepper. You like the flavor of rosemary. Like. Yeah. <laughs> So what was the kicker for you, like, becoming vegan? Was it the, um, it was Dr. Sebi? No, I just had always, um, it was kind of just like a New Year's challenge. Like, every year I kind of would just challenge myself to something as a New Year's resolution. Um, and I think maybe a couple years before that I had cut out McDonald's and just, Mm -hmm. just random things. But I also was just feeling like my energy was so low like I just I noticed that over the course of my years of living in New York I kind of started eating cheaper and cheaper stuff like dollar slices of pizza yeah gyros just really like just kind of like street cart stuff just Mm because it was cheap and I was partying a lot and just 3 a.m it's just like something quick but it was taking a toll (laughs) on my body and I was just kind of like something needs to change and I just kind of said, okay, let me just change my diet. Let me just experience what it's like for a year. And I remember my parents being like, there's no way you're going to do, you know, just yeah. everybody was just so like, what? That's, that's not even possible. But I don't know. It, it happened. And yeah, that's probably back. the best. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a part of the my plan, I think, and my, my divine path, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> so what is what resolutions did you make this year? Like what goals have you set for yourself? So my goal this year was to network more, to be more social, um, and I feel like I'm, I'm getting there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely have met a lot of people, though, yeah. and I have been able to do a lot of um, 
like I've had so many interesting opportunities yeah. from doing different events with my food business and stuff, and it's mm-hmm. all because of me stepping out there yeah. and and meeting people and, and not being afraid to talk about what I do mm-hmm. and just really like believing in myself. Yeah, it has changed everything, and that was something I really like. There was a quote I saw in the magazine that I actually like cut out and put on um in my um at work <laughs> right next to my computer, and it just says it says something like. Everything starts with belief, like some something along those lines, yeah. and it's just so true. Like the yeah. difference between where I was this time last year and this time this year mm-hmm. is all about my level of belief in myself. So, have you always been like a naturally shy person, or was it like with your business? It's like just kind of hard to promote yourself. Yeah, it's just, it's just kind of hard. Like I've always, I knew my recipes were good because most of the recipes I serve, I've been working on for years. Mm-hmm. But it was just me, like. Your recipe, my recipes are kind of like my babies, you know. Yeah. It's just kind of like I don't want anybody to reject it, or I don't <laughs> not know. Sure I, I can just, handle like yeah, I'm not, somebody like, not liking just, it. Yeah, it's just a lot. It was just scary for me to put it out there because I just mm-hmm. worked on it for so long, and it, and not only was it um, something, it wasn't something I thought initially turned into a business, but it, it was something that was just important to me and mm-hmm. something I like a, a hobby that really I cherished and kind of was just like. Just a, a very sacred kind of outlet for me. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I it's kind of like, that, yeah. I don't know if I want to let people in on this or let people yeah. taste this. or. But it was kind of like, I'm, I'm also, it's, around me, there are so many people suffering from food-related illnesses. Yeah. Even my close to me, my own parents have had issues with their health, all related to food. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like, I have this, I'm working on something that's good and that can really benefit people. Yeah. So. We just got to get out there and do it. And I had some friends who really kind of like helped push you, like kind of, yeah, just like believed in me and just like kind of just nudged me and pushed me out there. So I always feel like the hardest part is just like taking that first step. Like you can have the idea forever, but like when you like finally like have to put the idea into action, I think that's taking that first step is like the hardest part. But once you do it, it's a really like rewarding experience. It's just like you did it. You went out there. You did your best. As long as you always do your best, Mm -hmm. I feel like you you can't regret anything. So, and it'll yeah. always be a good outcome. So, what's your dream job? <laughs> My, like, secret dream job is to be a drummer in an international <laughs> rock band. I did not. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if, I could, if I could be, like, a drummer, just in, a, like, an international rock band and just rock out, like, be low-key, not be on the stage, not yeah. be mic, but just be able to be, like, just on the drums, just rocking out with, like, a big afro <laughs> and, like, yeah. some grunge boots. Just just to be, like, a rock star would be really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but in reality, <laughs> because I do not have... I mean, you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> if only I could drum. But <laughs> I was going to ask, do you play the drum? No. In rock band. Again, <laughs> the video game. <laughs> but, um... Honestly, to be able to be a full-time entrepreneur and, mm-hmm. and really take living on the veg, <clears throat> like, far. I want to have restaurants and teach classes and have um, just apps and other tools related to health and overall wellness. Oh, that's really like, cool. Yeah, so really just want to make living on the veg a full-time thing that grows mm-hmm. with me, that, you know, maternity on the veg and family on the veg and traveling <laughs> on the veg. And yeah. just so many, it's just so many different things different avenues that you can go just down, a- yeah. different avenues and um I don't know if living on the veg will always be strictly vegan but overall to me living on the veg is just kind of like a lifestyle it's, more a, so than yeah, a- it's a lifestyle and just for people who are kind of who I'm, who are a little bit against 
but who recognize that industry food and, and the industry things that are pushed onto us mm-hmm. by big pharma, by the meat industry, the dairy industry aren't really in our best interest yeah. and who recognize it. And they may not be vegan, but they're doing what they can to, um, to look, to take care of themselves and the people around them. So yeah, it's just about a lifestyle of just being conscious and, and taking care of yourself and not being afraid to, to step out of the mainstream, the traditional diet that we think we're supposed to have mm-hmm. and everything. So We'll see where it goes, but being a full-time entrepreneur is the goal. And Have you ever the, thought of starting other businesses, like, not related to food? Definitely. I, I do want to... I don't know what it's going to be yet, um, but living on the veg is uh, hopefully the first of many mm-hmm. things. And I know, I know in my encore career, I want to be a professor of something. Okay. Um, encore career. That's <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that term before. <laughs> but I, um, somewhere where it's warm. Like in Florida, mm-hmm. maybe not Florida. I don't know. There's, maybe there's not. Yeah, maybe not Florida. That happened down oh, no. in that state. Right. <laughs> maybe not Florida, but somewhere warm. Jamaica. Yeah, <laughs> we drove past some universities there actually. So, <laughs> but um, yeah. Let's see, just taking it day by day for now, mm-hmm. but definitely with intention. What has changed the most about you as you've gotten older? Hmm. I guess the level of fucks that I give, honestly, <laughs> the level of Fs that I give, yeah. just giving it to get the edit. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I've kind of, and I, maybe that's not the way to put it, um, but I've I realized. Think it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, right? I've realized that everything. I, I feel like I used to always look outward, and I'm still learning. It's still a process. But I always look, used to look outward for everything I needed. And right mm-hmm. now, I'm, I'm really starting to focus more inward. Just yeah. like everything I need, everything we all need is right within us. Mm-hmm. Like nobody knows that everybody's path is different. And um, as long as I'm happy with myself, like this past year, I really got to know myself really, really well. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I realized how many things I was doing to please other people and how many things I would tolerate that that just weren't for me. Yeah. And although I didn't have an issue with it then or I didn't feel bad, it just wasn't for me. It wasn't what I needed to be doing. And and although it didn't make me unhappy, I've found so much more happiness by just focusing on myself and really figuring out what I want and not mm-hmm. worrying about what everybody else is doing. Like, it has nothing to do with me at all. Like, it's nothing anybody can do to me that would that I should take personally. Yeah. You know, re- I, I read that, the yeah. four agreements. Have you are you familiar with the four agreements? No. So the four agreements is this really great book. It's only about it's a short read, maybe 40, 50 pages long. Um but there's four rules and briefly like one of the rules is number one is don't take anything personally. Mm-hmm. And that really like set in with me. And all someone like I somebody can look you dead in the face and say you suck, like I don't like you, you're the worst yeah. thing that ever happened, but that's still a reflection of them yeah nothing anybody can say is ever reflection of you like even someone saying you were so gorgeous Simone that's still just a reflect like it's still a nice, <laughs> yeah. a nice compliment it feels, but that's it feels still better just, than the other one yeah but, but it's still <laughs> it's still not something you can take personally that's yeah. just a, that's a reflection of them in their heart they see beauty in you and yeah you don't have to you can if you said okay like you don't have to accept that compliment because yeah. it really has nothing to do with you but like 
So learning that one, the next one was like, don't make any assumptions, which is has really been a key. That's and like tough because like yeah. humans, we're bred to make assumptions. Make assumptions. It's like so you're literally just like fighting against like yeah, really like. But you'll be so much happier mm-hmm. when you don't, and it's just like you can't assume anything. Yeah, you don't know. You can't predict anything. Like the only thing you can you can you can assume what you're. I can assume that I'm about to like I don't know take a sip of this glass, you know, but like, other than that, you can't assume what anyone else is going to do. And that's, that is where we mess up. That's where we get hurt when we Mm -hmm. start assuming, even if it's just, you're going to get this job or you qualify for this or that. You don't know that. Uh, Like, it's like expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Expectations. Like don't have expectations. Just live in the moment. And those are things that'll just make you happier because you do not know. Like, even if everything adds up, you don't know. Like, Mm -hmm. so yeah. And I forgot what the, the other two rules slip my mind right now. <laughs> but you important. definitely have to read it. <laughs> Those two have what really you say the helped book was me. Called? The Four Agreements. Four Agreements. The, the Four okay. Agreements. Yep, and it's just four. It sounds interesting. How long is it? Four chapters. Just... Yeah, like super short. 40, okay, 50 cool. pages. Like cool. I read it in like two days. I'm like, okay. I'll send you a, I have a free PDF of it. Oh, where? I can cool. send it to you. Yeah. Um, yeah, because. Um, the Michelle Obama book. I've literally been reading that since like January. Send <laughs> like, me too. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna finish this by the end of the year. <laughs> the other day I was like, oh, I should be finished with this by April, and I was like, oh shit, yeah. it's April. <laughs> I think we were talking about yeah. it when I saw you recently, and you were like, oh, I hope I hope it didn't ruin it for you, but I think we're on the same part. Yeah, of what yeah. it was like. <laughs> me too, but I'm definitely gonna get through mm-hmm. it. But. It's just, it's a long book, but it's a good story. It's so good. And I, um, Michelle Obama, I had the pleasure of having dinner with her when I was 17. Well, you yes. sat at the table? Well, I actually, I, I sat at the table directly next to oh. Tracy Ellis Ross and Bobby Brown, the makeup designer, and Where? Alicia Keys was right behind me. So when I was 17, I get to school late. It was kind of a, a, a pattern. You know how you just go through fate. Like, one week you might just be late every day. Yeah. And I, re- I get a call in the intercom. Alexandria, please come down to the office, to the principal's office. And I'm like, shoot, she's about to get on me about being late every day. I go in there, and there were nine other girls. And she tells us that we were the ten girls selected from Banneker to have this go to this dinner. And yeah. the dinner was only for, was for 60 girls across the DMV from select schools to have dinner. Um, and this was during their first, this is their first year in office, mm-hmm. um, and, and March for Women's History Month, a dinner with 25 of the most prominent women in the U.S. That's so crazy. And that, like, and going into college right after, like, that, I just remember leaving that White House. When my parents came to pick me up from the White House lawn, I just felt like a totally new person. Like, yeah. I just felt like I mattered for the, like, you know, and I was sitting right, like, Tracy Ellis Ross was sitting right next to me, and they brought out, <clears throat> at the time, I had no idea what it was, but this tiny little cup, and it was gazpacho, and I'm just staring at it, like, I don't know what to do, and she's like, so you take, like, she's showing me, you know, yeah. like, this is a tiny spoon, it's a soup for you, whatever, and she's like, you take your spoon, or you could just drink it, and like, I mean, she just coached wow. me through, um, that's so cool, yeah, she just, like, really guided me, and I remember telling her, the crazy thing is, I remember telling her then, it's March, and I don't think I didn't select my college until the May, and I knew I wanted to go to New York, and I was like, "Well, I'm thinking about going to St. John's. I just visited there." And she was like, "Oh, that's great. Like, I think you'll you'll get there." I ended up selecting Pace, and my first night of school, um, or the the night the day we're moving in, um, my parents we finished moving into my dorm, and we said, "Let's go to the movies." So my family we're all in New York. We go to the movies. We're leaving the theater, mm-hmm. and it's we're going down the escalator. And there's a woman kind of ahead of us. And my dad goes, that looks like Tracy Ellis Ross. And I was like, really? 
And I'm like, it is her. So she's, she leaves, and she, luckily she kind of goes out a door where no one's following her. So yeah. I go up to her, and I go, hi, I don't know if you remember me, but I had dinner. And she, she totally remembered me. Wow, and she was cool. like, are you going to St. John's now? Like, she even remembered wow, that. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm, I go to Pace. But, I mean, that was the last time I saw her. But that yeah. was just like those two moments happening That's right crazy. before yeah. I went to school. Like, I don't know. It just made me feel like I was somebody. Yeah. Because my college experience, I really felt like kind of, it was a culture shock, and mm-hmm. I felt really washed out and insignificant. Was it like being in New York that made it a culture shock? Like being in such New York, a large city, and also being in DC. I only went to schools that I went to all DC public schools uh, that were ninety five percent black. Yeah, all my life, like I really grew. I to it, the crazy thing about <laughs> I just remember learning that. I think it was maybe when I was 17 or 16, I saw a statistic that said that black people may only make up 13% of the U.S. Yeah. And this was back then. And my my mouth dropped because I lived in D.C. That was (laughs) totally... I thought every state was like D.C. Yeah. Or at least had a city that was black people. Mm -hmm. D.C. was the majority black then. So that just blew my mind. Yeah. And so going to college in New York, that was just a really international school. Um, And... Very few black people, um, especially like on on my dorm floor and stuff. It was just, I don't. I feel like they usually try to group black people together. Yeah. Like at Maryland, at least, like that was kind of like culture shock too. Like coming from PG County, and it's like then you go to this campus and like it's like a bubble in PG County where it's like white people are the majority. Yeah, yeah. So it was just, it was just a new thing, and people were kind of singling me out as I was black for the first time. Yeah, I was black, and it was just like I'm not used to being. Wait, wait, wait. For the first time? Well, because I grew up in D.C. Like, we oh, were okay, all black. Okay. You know, it wasn't like, I, you're, like you're a black girl. But it was kind of like, oh, you're the you're the black girl. And you know, the, like, show me that dance. Or show yeah. me this. Or show oh, me God. that. Like, show me. So and cringy. it's okay. Like, they were, they didn't know. But they yeah. didn't know. And some, some people, I don't think everybody was intentional. But it really kind of singled me out. And made me feel like something that I didn't want to be. I just wanted to be a student yeah. like you. You know, I'm proud to be black. But... That's not why I came. Yeah, and I didn't want to be like the one who always got to show you like the newest dance or what is you know it was just like what's that Lil Wayne song? Like people just always (laughs) direct it to me, and I'm like, look, I'm not the only person in this room. (laughs) You listen to it more than me. You just want to hear it from an authentic black person. I'm like, so. (laughs) But um, (laughs) an authentic black person. (laughs) No, she's from DC. Trust me, she's black. So, and then it was the balance between black people who, I met black people who were from upper class neighborhoods in Maryland, who, and I wanted to connect with them. And when I would say I was, I'm from Southeast DC, some people really would turn up their face. Like, and I know it's been instilled in them from their parents Mm -hmm. and things like that, but it was just like, okay, I don't fit in with the black people because they think I'm from the hood and I don't fit in with the white people because... They see me as black, so yeah. it was just it's like, like I two had black friends. and white kids and two yeah, white and black kids. Yeah, That's and it was like just kind of like, song. okay, and I, I did feel there were good like I did feel good to you. Like it was cool to sometimes be the black girl, like you know, <laughs> like but at the same time, it just was a culture shock. So, yeah. but having those two experiences with Michelle and Tracy Ellis Ross, like really kind of just still like really helped me feel significant mm-hmm. in such a big big city, and I don't know, just gave me hope. Yeah. So, what did you what do you miss about New York now that you're back in DC? I miss the nightlife in New York. Um I it, honestly moving back to DC. When I first moved back to DC, I was like 22, 23. I partied so so much up until I was like 25, 26, <laughs> honestly. Um but 
it just wasn't the same. Like New York, the party scene is just so yeah. much. It's, and, and the music, I love like house music and like okay. just like people really party in New York. Where in DC, I kind of feel like everybody's kind of on image time. Sometimes people just, uh, it depends on where you go. Yeah. Um, and so is it like the parties in New York, they're like at clubs and stuff or are they like actually at house houses? clubs. Um, there's some house parties too or just like, like a brand, like Nike might just be throwing a block party. You oh, know, just cool, like yeah. a tons a free, just cool event. Yeah. Like Spotify, maybe throwing a concert with uh, Lil Yachty. Who knows? And it's yeah. just like, it's free. You could just mm-hmm. go. It's just so much free fun in New York. And honestly, New York to me, I think is cheaper food wise, even back then um, than New York. And part of the reason why I'm vegan, is just so many cheap food options yeah. in New York that like, I ate so much. I ate so many bars. <laughs> so many happy hours. I mean... You're like, I've done I, enough of this. Like, <laughs> I've had my time. <laughs> so the clubs, the meatpacking district, like, I had the time of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, so I, I guess I missed the party scene. But I know now I would probably be, like, annoyed by it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I haven't gotten tired of it yet, but um, it's getting old. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. Like, but I... I t- completely get it and then once you start having I don't know just other bills and other responsibilities and once you yeah things to do things yeah, to wake up for like, yeah, things to wake up for and having your own house like once you really get comfortable in your new house yeah. you're really just you're <laughs> gonna want the party you either want the party to come to you yeah or you like why yeah. would you want to leave such a comfortable beautiful <laughs> place like just wait yeah. <laughs> with all that being said <laughs> Uh, just coming into myself and just mm-hmm. really like being my own best friend, listening to myself and definitely still taking in from others. Like I still have really, really, really close friends um, who whose opinions mean a lot to me yeah. and who I, you know, but no, it's, it's all within. Even with my mom, like sometimes I'm so reliant on my mom's opinion, like anything, something mm-hmm. happens at work, at home, person, I'm just like, what do I do? And it's just like. I still have to figure that out on my own. Yeah. And, but I now know that I'm capable of doing that. Yeah. And I'm, I, it's okay. I can be my own best friend. Like, it's not weird to be your own friend. Like, I don't, yeah, like, I, <laughs> <laughs> like I, mean, I can still have other best friends, but like, if it, like, I'm my own, I'm my friend and I never thought of myself as that yeah. until just about a, within this year. Mm-hmm. Like, go Alex. Like, you're like, I like, I'm my friend. Like, <laughs> you're <laughs> best type man. Yes. <laughs> and that's okay like. <laughs> speaking of like getting advice from people um what's the worst advice you've ever been given <laughs> the worst advice i've ever been given i'm trying to think go about. to college <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you would have done instead honestly now that i'm know what I like to do. I, I went to school, I went to business school for marketing, which I, which is, I still use, um, mm-hmm. with living on the veg. Like I'm, I kind of feel like I have a better, better understanding of trying to find my target market and mm-hmm. just doing research, <clears throat> but I probably would have gone to culinary school, oh, which word, is still yeah. kind of expensive and stuff, but it's just kind of like, huh, it would be nice. And I still consider it. I don't know if I would do culinary school completely. Um, but taking some classes and stuff, you know, I probably would have gone that route. Um, my brother's in college now, but I also kind of just think like, unless he's doing computer science or engineering, medical, engineering or, yeah. medical school, like I don't. 
Well, it depends because like some jobs, it's just like they literally just want you to have a degree. Yeah, you just have to have an, a, a d- degree shows that you've committed and you've shown something, mm-hmm. but you can make just as much money or more learning the electrical trade. Yeah, or, true. You know, yeah, we like have like carpentry. gotten away from trades. Now. Trades are still yeah. essential. You still need power. You still need this. Like even bartenders, like you all, <laughs> you're always going to just be a bartender. They make a lot of money. They people are always going like, to be, especially in these times, mm-hmm. people are depressed, people are stressed. There's a lot going on in the country, yeah. and people just need a, an escape. So, I don't know. I've always wanted to be a bartender, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking about it. Like. <laughs> I got my bartender's license in New York when I was 19, because you can be a bartender at 19. Oh, but wow. the issue with that is bars still <clears throat> want to hire Yeah, they yeah. wanted to hire people 21 plus. And so, once I got to, I, had, I was in New York, and once I finally got... I was able to get into clubs without an ID um, most times. But bars is a separate thing. But when I mm-hmm. finally got an ID and was going to bars, I was like, I do not want to be a bartender. Just seeing the oh, way people yeah. treated bartenders yeah. and like the sleazy drunk guys, just like kind of just being inappropriate. And, and it's just like, uh, yeah. I wouldn't want to deal with that at work. Like dealing That's with drunk true. people, like for your job. Yeah, you have to choose where you'd be a bartender. Yeah, like you have to get like, like a dive bar or something. Yeah, something. Yeah, but so, but I guess, yeah. Go to college might be one of the worst. <laughs> or go to expensive college. Like go yeah, to commu- you know, like, true. But don't, I don't know. I, but I can't knock it. I can, yeah. yeah. I still I learned like a lot. A lot of people say that, though. Like, I feel like I've had a couple of people on the podcast who said, like, college is just, like, a waste. Yeah. Not necessarily, like, I mean, it's a great place to, like, you know, like, find yourself and grow and everything yeah. like that. But Social just, like, skills, the amount of yeah. money that you spend and the amount of, like, stress and time and things that you put mm-hmm. into college for the output of like oh wait I can't find a job now yeah. so so that probably was yeah the worst advice so what's your ideal Saturday night hmm my ideal Saturday night I am it's about seven o'clock <laughs> <laughs> I've got a whole story now. Okay. <laughs> I'm just getting home from day partying or not even like not even like a, a hype event, but just out with friends mm-hmm. at a brunch or like something. Like a chill happy hour. A chill happy hour or like a bottomless brunch. Yeah. And and you're I'm, just getting home at seven. I'm getting Honestly, home. Honestly, that's at like seven. my ideal Saturday too. <laughs> I take a nap. <laughs> I get up. Watch some Netflix until I fall back asleep. <laughs> Saturday night, I kind of want to be yeah at home. Yeah, party during the day, but like everybody's on that day party or wave. take a, yeah or take a nap, order some Uber Eats right after, get mm-hmm. up, watch watch a show, eat a burrito. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's not when you and you just still have that buzz from the morning yeah. from the day party. So. <laughs> Me and my friends, we like, you know, like, we just still be going out. Like, yeah, right, yeah. Take a nap and let's get back I, like, out there. I cannot do that. And I'm just, uh, like. Oh, we're bounced back. Keep crew. your, keep your tolerance. <laughs> That's the one thing that, like, I don't know if veganism did it to me, but some of my friends who aren't vegan have the same experiences. But just about two weeks ago, one of my friends was in town. I, I had plans to go to a party um, with a couple girlfriends at, like, 11 p.m. We were supposed to meet up. Mm-hmm. One of my friends from New York was in town, and she wanted to link up at 7. So I'm like, cool, we can like just hang out until 11, until the party starts. We meet up at 7, we go to Marvin, and we go to a couple other bars on U Street. 
And by the time like 10 o'clock came, I had drank so much that it was just like, I wasn't necessarily drunk yet. I was tipsy, but I knew that if I had one yeah. more drink, it would have been over. So yeah. I didn't even make it to the next party. Because <laughs> it was just like, so it's like, if I go out, like a pregame has to start, can't be two, three hours long. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes the pregame is better than the actual moves. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I had so much fun like bar hopping before, yeah. but like my tolerance just would not let me mm-hmm. like... I was like, if I go to this party, I'm either going to really embarrass myself or I won't be able to drink. It's just oh, not working, yeah, you know, like, or I might fall. Like, it just was like, I'm at yeah. this point now where I cannot, like, my night, I have yeah. to choose. Like, I'm an adult. Now. Like, I'm, I'm grown. <laughs> like, I can't risk. I have too much to lose at this point. Like, I can't. Like, this can go down one of one ways. Yes. <laughs> there could be a video of me falling down a step yeah. somewhere or <laughs> drunk or or I can just go home and just not take the risk so I just went home with my buzz from the pregame and totally missed the party the actual part (laughs) the actual goal of the night yeah so (laughs) so my um I'm more of a postgame person actually now I think about it I like the pregame and that's always fun but like for me like I love like the postgame which one do you prefer hmm I guess I think I'm the pregame. Mm-hmm. Postgame, I feel like I'm too tired. Oh, right. <laughs> at the postgame, I'm like cooking. Like I love to cook at 3 a.m. Okay. That is like my favorite uh, yeah, I have thing to like do. That. <laughs> <laughs> now, I would love to come to your posting game and eat, definitely. <laughs> but I, I do like, I definitely love the unwinding mm-hmm. part with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like at this point, I'm usually going to sleep. So uh, the postgame is me snoring on your couch. <laughs> <laughs> so are you a morning person or a night person? I like to think that I'm both, but um, I'm definitely a morning person. Like, I rise with the sun, and, like, I'm usually up and active. Like, I'm, most weekends, I've got, got, for the most part, my errands are done by, like, 10 or 11. Yeah. Sometimes, (laughs) like, 10 or 11, seriously. Like, I get up, I go get my groceries, I might, um, if I gotta run to the DMV, the post office. Wait a minute, what time do you wake up? You said Sometimes, like, 7 a.m., Oh my god! Like on the weekend, like I cannot, yeah. and I or I'll get up and do something and go like back to bed, mm-hmm. like and then maybe stay in bed till like eleven. Yeah, but I'm I I've always been like that since wow. I was a child. Like I think that makes sense for um the pregame versus postgame thing because I'm definitely like a night person. Like, yeah, I'm night not per- okay. a morning person. Wow. Okay. Yeah. At all. <laughs> <laughs> I can be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in any sense of that's that my word. brother. My brother is. <laughs> not a morning person at all like at all like he's a get up at three o'clock person like <laughs> I, I try to be out of bed by like I, noonish but like okay. yeah I'm just not I, like. and that's the thing I try I, I try so hard to fall back asleep but it's just like I'm connected to the sun in the sense that I have to get up like it will not allow me <laughs> to I have to do something if you could be um one age forever what age would you be Honestly, I think I would be, I'm 27 now, and mm-hmm. I think I would stay 27. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I like what I know. Um, I, I, I don't know. I like where I am with myself and my comfort. I definitely, I wouldn't go back to college at all, maybe to a couple parties, like, to re-experience, and maybe, I don't even know. But yeah. I, I like knowing myself and being comfortable with myself and having I'm still super uncertain about what I want um but more certain than I've ever been Mm -hmm. and yeah 
Yeah. Would you um, pick an older age that you'd want to be, or like, would you only pick an age that you've already experienced? Um, honestly, no, I might pick an older age. Mm-hmm. I might pick like I don't know, thirty five, and living on my business is like smooth. I have a company. I have people. I have um, resources and just a lot of opportunities and just more money saved up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> more assets. More. But I I like twenty seven a lot. But I. It's funny because like, we had this conversation at one of my family's recent Thanksgiving dinners and um, the question was about 20 of us and the question was, what, you know, what, what age would you be? Yeah. Or what was your favorite age? And all of my <coughs> relatives who were up until their 80s had all said like 40, 50 because they, you know, they had everything, everything together. together. Everything like yeah. they had all this leave. Some of their kids, like my family, most people in my family, I'm the oldest person in my family to not have a child by far at this point it's wow. I think um or woman at least mm-hmm. um so everybody even my own parents started young so by the time they were 40 you know I was in college and, yeah you know, they kind of had their whole yeah they were yeah. chilling so it was just kind of like they just had a I don't know they they were just comforted by that and none of them said they would ever like go back to their 20s Really? 20s, yeah. Oh God, I'm really I, enjoying my twenties. Like, yeah, I'm enjoying it too. And it was, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm enjoying. I feel like after 25, mm. I don't. I just have had to. I kind of realized like I have to make these adult decisions, and no um, one's gonna do it for yeah. me but me. Like, I can't f up. And I had, I had young. Um, at a young age, I feel like had to, when my parents divorced, it was just so hard for me to kind of choose who to live with or just the dynamics were so different that ended up moving out at like 23 and had like a high rent and just, just yeah. some things that might've changed. Um, I'm happy I had those experiences, but it was just like, it was a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. and it was just all at once. And it was kind of like, okay, I got to do this by myself now. Yeah. And it was just, so... And I guess that was a part of the, like, what you're saying about, like, coming into yourself and, like, yeah. realizing that you have to be, like, your own best yeah. friend, too. Yeah, and then, and also the feeling, the pressure, sometimes I feel so pressured to go out and to do stuff, because that's what everyone my age is mm-hmm. doing. Like, yo, you're not at this party, you're not, and I'm like, no, I just kind of want to stay home and save my money at this point. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, it was cool, but I've been partying for a long time now, <laughs> now it's kind of time, like, I'm turning 28 soon, like, I can't just keep partying Going, like yeah. there's stuff I should be doing during the doing do, doing during the day like I shouldn't just mm-hmm. be out drinking all day long and then come home at seven and crash and, and have then, not like, accomplished you have a business anything. To take care of also. Yeah, yeah so it's just like uh I don't know I just it's time to be more responsible mm-hmm. which is hard there should be a healthy balance though, I think yeah like, there are ways now that now I'm thinking about this question more I'm like maybe I would be 21 <laughs> 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 21 was fun i think I 21 is a very safe age yeah. because it's like it's like we all know you don't have it together yeah, so you can fuck yeah. up as much like, as you want up, but yeah. now it's like nobody's gonna like oh you're 27 it's okay like no yeah. no, no <laughs> yeah, one has ever years. said that like, <laughs> <laughs> get your shit together that's what so what does self-care mean to you self-care means Making sure you feel good about yourself um, mentally more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's necessarily physical things. There's things you can do, like face masks and stuff that can make you feel relaxed. But I don't necessarily, like, having clear skin and the flat stomach and all that stuff isn't really self-care. Self-care yeah. is really, like, 
yourself. That's your body. That's your that's your people put the focus. People put the focus. That's body care. Mm-hmm. Like getting your nails done and all that kind of stuff. Although they do have therapeutic properties, but just just really getting to know yourself. Reading books, writing, journaling, checking in with yourself to say, "Hey, Alex or Hey Simone, how are you doing? How are mm-hmm. you feeling?" Um, just really. And being super honest with yourself and the yeah. people around you. Like, in my relationships, in my close relationship, my closest relationship, we've been more honest with each other than ever before. Yeah. And it feels so good to just really say how I feel. And that's been self-care. Yeah. Like, not biting my tongue about things or not just saying yes when I want to say no or not just not holding things in scared of how other people are going to feel yeah like you have to be totally open and honest with yourself and the people you love and if they really love you back they're going to be okay with it Mm -hmm. and they're going to accept it so and I guess the book that you read was a part of like that yeah kind of that that conclusion and just me wanting to feel better and not hold things in it was just like just Self-care is just being open and completely honest with yourself, even though even if it's not pretty, even if it makes you cry or makes you angry or whatever, you just gotta get it out. Self-care is releasing those emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I always say, um, I forget what I say now. Wait, what do, what do I say? <laughs> what do I say? <laughs> I would say like, um, this quote that I had is like, when you're not being honest, the only person that you're hurting is you. Absolutely. And I understand that more than ever. And there was, that's funny that you bring that up because there was something. Oh, um, the quote, you can't love yourself. if You can't love anybody else if you don't love yourself. Yeah. Like that I understand more mm-hmm. than anything, than, more than I ever did before. Like that really means something. You can't care about anything. You can't love yourself, love anybody else until yeah. you really, truly love yourself. Because everything you do is a reflection of how you feel and where you are so yeah if you don't love yourself you can't love anybody else Mm -hmm. and the more I love myself and the more I accept myself I've been able to accept so many other people and love so many people in in ways that I wasn't able to before Mm -hmm. so yeah cool (laughs) um let's see what's your favorite place my favorite place is my apartment. You just have a really well decorated house. <laughs> it's just so cozy and open and just I don't know, I just got really comfortable and like it's just it's just I love my apartment mm-hmm. and it's just how I like it. It's just exactly how I like it. Um, but if we're talking about other places, I absolutely <laughs> love Jamaica. Where? Um, Westmoreland, Jamaica, up in the mountains is where we stay, and it's our second time. But Jamaica is paradise. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, we were in the forest, there's no, like, poisonous plants, no really? harmful animals. Like, you can literally get lost in wow. the forest. That's like the opposite of, like, Australia. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of stray dogs. I don't know if, but they don't seem like they're aggressive i'm sure every dog has a bad day but (laughs) but um it's just it's paradise the the fruits that grow from the trees like you might have a a mango here and they american mango or even though i don't know if we 
necessarily grow them here but a, a mango that you get at a grocery store here and a mango there they might look identical mm-hmm. but jamaican fruit tastes just like candy like wow. it's so good yeah. like it makes it so hard to eat fruit when i come back here because <laughs> it's just like <laughs> you gotta take a break i know but jamaica is the the water is blue the beaches are the sand is white there is a lot of poverty mm-hmm. um and and I don't know, they have their own issues, governmental issues and things, like every other place. Yeah. Um, but it's just... A beautiful... So, yeah. so beautiful. And the culture and the people and... I don't know, it's just a very spiritual, loving place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay yeah. so um, the final question I have for you is, do you have any questions for me? <laughs> I want you to answer all those questions, but I want to know what your favorite place is. My favorite place? Oh, man. <laughs> it's actually um, on Maryland's campus. They have the fountain, and um, at the top of the fountain, you can, like, just, like, sit and put your feet in there, and then you're, like, looking at the administration building, and, like, that's, like, my favorite place. Like, when the sun is shining, your feet, my feet are in the water. Yeah. That's cool. Have peaceful. you been... Since you graduated? Or? Yeah, I went back there, like, last year, probably actually around this time. I would be surprised if it wasn't, that, like, to the exact day. Um, but, yeah, like, especially, like, at night, it's so peaceful. Like, you just put your legs in the water, and you just sit there, and, like, it's just, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's, Jamaica has that same kind of vibe, and there's there's a river and um, that you could just put your feet in and mm-hmm. just kind of relax. Yeah. Just the sun rises right there, and the sunset is absolutely amazing mm-hmm. there, so... Yeah, I like Jamaica for like that same reason. Yeah, like just Maryland. there's a certain piece that you feel. Yeah, yeah. Any other questions? So, what are your what do you want to do? What's your like long term goal? I forgot the exact question you asked me when you said, "What's your dream job?" Yeah, what's your dream job? Oh man, that's hard. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to start my own business, but I'm not sure like in what or how or like what I want to do. Um. I kind of, now that I'm thinking about it, I kind of want to, like, be a party planner, like, a sort of, like, I don't know, promoter, but, like, not, like, the typical, I guess, like, I don't know, I feel like promoter has, like, a negative connotation to it, (laughs) kind of, um, so, yeah, I think I want to, like, I don't know, find a way to connect people, I think would be, like, my dream job. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, matchmaker for parties, I don't know, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, throwing parties and like, you know, like, you know, just having yeah, a good time. Yeah, that's important because so. everybody, I have a very specific specific type of party that I want to go to. Mm-hmm. Like every party isn't for everybody. Yeah. So it would, be, I would love someone to like cut out the work for me and be like, this is the party for you. Yeah. Like go there. So <laughs> let me know when you start. <laughs> I believe like, I don't know, like a good party is the right party for everyone. Because, like, there, like, should be, like, different environments and different parties. Like, you should have, like, a room where people are, like, dancing and people are, like, playing games and people are chilling and talking and, like, there should be enough, like, there should be enough places where somebody can fit in anywhere. Yeah. And I think that's also about, like, having the right people at your parties, too, but, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Any other questions? No. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, um, no problem. Thank you for your time. Um, So if you have any social media that you want to plug, you can do that here. 
Yes, you can follow my vegan lifestyle brand at Living on the Veg. That's V-E-D-G-E-L-L-C. Um, at Living on the Veg LLC on Instagram. And my website is cookingontheveg.com. So. Cool. Do you have any projects that you're working on that you want to let people know about? Yes. So I, um, this summer, when are you releasing this? Um, next week. Okay. Tuesday. Next Tuesday. So I am, um, uh, during the winter I did launch Delivery on the Veg, which was a weekend meal delivery service with a set menu. But I'm working on a meal prep service um, that will have... Um, that you'll be able to customize what you want a lot more and also a picnic on the veg service Ooh. where you tell me where you want to be and I'll set up a basket full of That foods, is really cool. A blanket. Um, it could be in your backyard. It could be in your house. Wherever you want to be, the picnic on the veg is coming this May. Cool. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm excited. Thank you. Um, again, thank you for coming. If you guys would like to subscribe to the podcast, you can do that at soundcloud.com slash podcast or also on iTunes and Spotify. If you'd like to follow the podcast, you can do that at podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, uh, or just something that you want to share, you can direct those emails to podcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you next week.